Welcome back to this episode of the She 2.0 podcast. And today I'm learning more about fitness over 40 and 50 during my chat with Samantha Montpetit Huin. Sam, if you don't know, has been a certified personal trainer for over two decades. She's the founder of Sam Core Trainer, where she coaches women 40 plus with the most comprehensive online health management program for women who are like us in perimenopause or menopause or midlife in general. Sam's also a serial entrepreneur. She's a media expert. She's a speaker, a teacher, a mentor, a course creator, and an author. She's busy. You can catch her fitness segments on The Marilyn Dennis Show and most recently on CBC's The National, where Sam participated in a super important discussion around menopause and the lack of awareness and understanding that we have on this topic. And for those of you who might be new to the She 2.0 podcast, I'm Jackie Court, and I've been spending the past couple of years diving into the world of perimenopause and beyond to learn more about what's happening, where to turn to with questions, and to explore treatments, solutions, and information to help guide all of us through. I guess you can say I'm your tour guide on this journey. And while it's my mission to present you with all the options and resources available to you, what you choose is up to you. There is no one-size-fits-all. She 2.0 is treatment agnostic, and that means it's my job not to judge or critique. I'm simply here to learn and to decipher this next stage so that I can share this knowledge with you and help you take charge of your menopause. Why? Because it doesn't have to suck. And now, back to Sam. Hi, Sam. Thanks for joining me today much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, so Sam, I just want to let our audience know that um, I found you on Instagram initially, and then I can't remember who, because I don't have a memory lately, introduced us. But I know that I was very excited to meet you, um, not just because I love your content, but because you were really speaking to a lot of the, the fitness and health and wellness issues that I've been struggling with. And I think a lot of women, you know, who are in the peri and menopausal group, we're all kind of feeling the same sort of thing. And that is that things feel like they're slowing down, whether that's in our head or not. And, you know, you hear the menopause apron, I really friggin' hate that word. And um, just a general lack of energy and blah. I mean, it really doesn't help that we're doing this on a February day when the last time I think I saw the sun was like yesterday for 10 minutes and I wasn't sure if it was the sun or a solar flare or a reflection of a <laughs> car. <laughs> Didn't last long. <laughs> so so I'm feeling a little bit like I just want to get back in my PJs. Okay, full disclosure, I am actually in my PJs and crawl up on my couch and Netflix binge. Are you feeling that? <laughs> am I alone? I don't think I'm alone. I'm so depressed and tired of this. So, uh, well, you, you want to know something? It's funny you should say that because I've had a, quite a few of my clients lately going, I'm getting all these headaches and I never get headaches. I'm like, me too. Yeah. And I think it's a barometric pressure. We have not seen the sun for like, I don't know, five weeks in a row. And then it came out and it was like, what is that? Just like you said, oh like, my- is it a flare? What is that? Oh my God, is that the sun? I actually did a reel on that because I was like, <laughs> What is that? Why, why, why is there light shining through my window? That's not normal. <laughs> I feel like when it comes out, I'm always in the middle of something. I'm like in a grocery store. I feel like just 
tossing the grocery cart and yes. running out, standing outside while it lasts. I mean, we know that's only a five minute commitment. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, Canadian winters, they're a little tough. <laughs> yes, they are. But this one in particular has been really tough because it's abnormally warm. We won't go down that, that rabbit hole of what's happening with the environment right now, but, uh, Hmm. Yeah, one day it's like minus 25. The next day it's plus two. Okay. Yeah. And we wonder why we are being affected by that. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now layer in um, the way that our bodies are changing because our hormones are changing or leaving or whatever they're doing. So, yeah, you know, the best thing that we can do right now to keep our energy up is to work out. But guess what I don't feel like doing right now? <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. And, and you know, what's funny. I mean, I've been, so I got certified as a personal trainer almost 22 years ago. And I know it's because my daughter's 21. And so, um, so I started when I was pregnant with her and all, all my life, I don't want to say all my life, but since I had my kids were little up until about, I would say about only about two years ago, I was getting up every morning at five 30 to go to the gym five to five 30. And Ew. people would say to me, I, well, I know they would say that or they would say, well, Sam, how do you do it? Like, how do you just like get up? And I'm like, don't have this illusion. I, or I hope I'm not giving you this illusion that I just bounce out of bed at 5 a.m. when it's really, really dark and it's minus 20 in the middle of winter because I don't. All right. So I'm sure you've heard of Mel Robbins, right? You follow her? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I love her and she's very much about going into action and she really believes, and I believe this too, that there's no such thing as motivation. Number one, because motivation is never there when you need it. And action always supersedes motivation, right? Once we actually start, which is always the hardest part, once we're now doing it, then we're motivated to continue, right? So, you know, when, when people would say to me, like, you know, how do you just jump out of bed? I don't just jump out of bed. But I actually know that if I don't get out of bed and go to the gym, I know that I'm not going to feel good the rest of the day. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, you know, like I was saying before, like if you click your heels and you be in the gym, but that's not the way it works. So no. there are some things that you just might have to accept are always going to be hard to start. The starting with most things is always the hardest. But once we do it and we go into action, then we feel much better because you'll never hear someone. I mean, touch wood unless they injure themselves, they don't leave the gym and go, well, you know what, that was really crappy. I, I, I really wish I didn't do that workout. Or I really wish, you know, that that walk sucked. All that fresh air was horrible. Right? <laughs> no one ever said that. All right, right? maybe so, me on a really cranky day. But okay, I was just trying to be argumentative. Day. But but aren't you just a little bit less cranky when you come back from that walk? Oh, hell yeah. It's a natural antidepressant. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But when you're on the couch feeling sorry for yourself and it's warm inside and you're all snuggled and you're looking outside and it's cold, you're like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. However, what are the ramifications? We, we also have to understand that there are consequences with whatever choice we make, whether we decide to do it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing is we have to get out. We know that that is all in our head. It's all yep. in our Right. And, you know, like Mel Robbins said, some things you just might never want to do. She's very uh, open about the fact that she does not like working out. But Good. She knows how she's going to feel if she doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, and she's got another great uh, thing that she uses called the five second rule. And okay. um, she said she was watching. I, I love that book, by the way. If everybody, if anybody's listening, you want to download a book called the five second rule. It's great. And she just talks about how that came about and that she was sitting on her couch and she was in a really low point in her life. She's an alcoholic. She was depressed. And she was walking, watching a rocket launch on TV. 
<laughs> she heard them say like five, four, three, and then blast off. And she said to herself, that's how I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow. I'm just going to five, four, three, two, one. And I'm going to blast myself like a rocket ship out of bed. Right. And if you think about it, if you were to count up to five, you can keep counting six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You could just lie in bed and be like, screw that. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Right? Am I allowed to swear? I kind of swear. Yeah, you're allowed. <laughs> we're all grownups. <laughs> um, as opposed to counting back five, four, three, two, one, right? There's nowhere else to go. You blast off, right? So you get up, you set up, you're out of bed. And she uses this analogy for so many things. Because after that, if you don't go with into action within five seconds of something that you know you really should do and you are going to benefit from it. Your brain starts looking at all the other reasons why you shouldn't. Well, it's warm in my bed, it's really cold outside. You know, I can just do it later, which you know damn well you're not going to. Um, you know, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start Monday, all of the things. So it really is kind of getting out of your own way and just going into action and understanding for you, it might always be hard to start. That's okay. You're human, but 99% of the time, once you start within the the first five or 10 minutes, you're going to continue. And then you're going to be so happy that you did. Yeah. Now I love Mel Robbins, but I would argue as someone who sucks at math that I would go into the integers. I'd be like minus one, minus two. <laughs> and knowing that numbers are infinite, I I'd still be in bed. But anyway, I'm going to pretend that zero is the cutoff and that's where I have to blast off. Okay. <laughs> it is great advice. Um, but see, I can find a way to stay in bed. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm practically it. like a lawyer when it comes to napping. So, um, so it doesn't also help that, you know, as our bodies are changing and aging, we get things like um, sore joints, more like we're not sleeping as great so getting up in the morning is making like it's even worse especially if you get that horrible like three or four a.m wake up call thanks to your you know adrenal glands and then you fall back asleep what half an hour before your alarm and then you're in this deep awesome sleep and then you get blasted out of bed by your alarm and you're so grumpy so it can be really hard and trying but but i agree with you because i mean i don't okay not gonna lie I hate going to the gym. I've done it on and off for 30 years. I just, I friggin' hate the gym. I think for me, it's like, especially now because I work from home and I have worked from home for years, I like the convenience of going into my kitchen, throwing down a yoga mat, doing like a seven minute sit workout and then doing another one. And then if I can't do more, then I can go back to one later because I have calls. I know because I know myself, I can self-sabotage my own workouts. If I had to go to the gym, I would probably subconsciously book all my calls back to back with not enough time to get there and back. <laughs> so oh, well done. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like paint myself into a corner. So I have to do it at home. And you're absolutely right. Like once I get the mat down, get the water bottle, get my running shoes on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm excited to do it. But sitting at my desk and looking at the kitchen, I'm like, okay, how many excuses can I come up with? So 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, but the other thing is too, I've noticed with my own workouts that um, things have changed. Like I work out differently now. And that is thanks to great advice from you and other, you know, wellness and fitness experts in the industry that I've been listening to. And I just want to say like, you know, there are so many different um, theories floating 
out there. And it's so hard for women to know what to do. I think women need to understand instead of what to do, they need to understand what is happening to them and then they can decide what to do. So can you um, give me a little information on that? Because I know you're working with women in menopause. I mean, that is your your sweet spot, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, and that started off just because I was going through perimenopause, right? actually wasn't sure because I don't have a uterus. Um, I actually think next month is going to be my 10 year um, anniversary of no uterus. Yay me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to know, obviously. So I had to do some, um, you know, to to get my hormones tested a few times with my naturopath. And it's going to be really hard to get you a happy 10 year uterus free card. Like does Hallmark make the, (laughs) okay, I'm going to come up with one. I'm going to share it. Yes. Thank you. you. (laughs) You're welcome. So, um, you know, I was listening to somebody the other day. So some, uh, another one of my new girl crushes is uh, Dr. Sarah Gottfried. Yes. I love her. I just posted her her podcast. She's amazing. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And, you know, talking about comparing going into like perimenopause and menopause, like your body's preparing yourself for puberty, right? So your hormones are going all over the place. One day you're great. the, The next day you're like, you know, ready to, I don't know, throw in the towel. And so because there's so much unpredictability, um, it's it physiologically and emotionally and mentally, it really takes a toll in a woman's body. Now, not everybody, there are some people who just sail through menopause, right? And, mm-hmm. and I have to say, even from my own experience, touch wood, now that I'm saying this, I'm very superstitious. <laughs> I have an experience, I experienced maybe the odd night sweat a couple of years ago, but they kind of just went away. Um, because I saw my naturopath and she gave me some su- suggestions. I don't do that anymore. Um, I sleep pretty well. I don't have hot flashes, you know, so everybody's experience is very different. However, yeah. I do know that one of the biggest impacts, um, or biggest changes, uh, that happen that makes one of the biggest impacts on our body physically is stress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we are so as women in general, especially as moms, we get so used to stress that we don't even understand or even recognize we're, that we're under stress anymore, right? Yeah. And so leading up to perimenopause and menopause, we're, you know, we can do the thing. We've got small children and we're doing the home and the career and, you know, juggling all the balls, 20 balls all at once. And yeah, we're stressed, but you're like, you know what, but this is just life. And, you know, this is just part of being a mom. And I remember normalizing this very much. But then once you hit perimenopause and menopause and that like your hormones really start to go all over the place, um, a common thing I'm, I'm hearing from women is I can, I feel like I'm going crazy. I can't manage. And actually it is true. It's not all in your head because of the hormonal changes that are happening. So primarily perimenopause out of the two main sex hormones is the one that decreases the most. I mean, estrogen is slowly going down, but perimenopause really is the one that's predominantly going down in perimenopause. But out of those two, um, uh, progesterone is the one that kind of helps to calm things down. It helps us to manage stress. It helps us to sleep, right? And that is the one that is released by our uh, ovaries in the second half of the cycle. And that's why when we're menstruating, like, wait, let's talk about before menopause, why we tend to, we might put on a few pounds and we just want to sit and we want to, you know, we want to sit at home and we want to eat chocolate and we want to do, because we're, you know, progesterone is preparing our bodies for pregnancy and breastfeeding. But when we're going through menopause, you know, or perimenopause is what I should say, this starts to really significantly decline. So now 
not only can't we manage stress as well, but also um, estrogen and progesterone help to block the negative effects of our main stress hormone, which is cortisol, right? Okay. And cortisol's main job is to help to us to manage blood sugars because when we are, let's say there's a car about to hit us, cortisol is going to release a whole bunch of glucose to, to in our brain so we can jump out of that car. Like we need a big, huge shot of adrenaline so we can not get hit. And then hopefully cortisol levels come down as the stress levels come down. But then if we don't have progesterone and estrogen at optimal levels, like before, whatever those levels are, and a lot of, um, um, I would say alternative medicine doctors really do believe that you should get your hormones tested, like even in your thirties to kind of get a baseline of what is normal for you, right? Cause everybody's individual. So you don't know what to compare it to. Um, now that progesterone is starting to go down, it, we don't have at a physiological level, at a hormonal level to be able to block those negative effects of cortisol. So instead of cortisol coming up when we need it, cortisol is also an energy hormone, by the way. So we also need it for exercise. But then when it's at elevated um, levels all the time, like chronically or consistently, well, um, guess where a lot of those um, receptors are? And the, 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 the majority of the cortisol receptors are in our belly right? So it's secondary job. So first job is to help us from getting hit by a car, but secondary job is to store fat. It's going to store fat right around the belly. Right. And, um, you know, I, I really think that as much as we know we need to manage stress and we talk about it and everybody's heard stress kills we've all, and it's like pretty much linked to like most, you know, um, diseases out there, all of it. Not until people get really freaked out. And it's at this time, because now that I'm in it, I'm seeing the correlation. It's not just, it's the hormonal, the ma massive hormonal fluctuations that make it harder that people is now have to pay attention because, oh, guess what? Now I've been diagnosed uh, pre-diabetic. Now I, you know, now I'm in, I'm in an adrenal failure. Um, now, you know, now I, I've, um, I've got high blood pressure. Um, and some other scarier things I just don't want because I don't want this to be I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but we don't I, I really don't think I don't know, you know, you can uh, tell me too. I really don't think that people pay attention enough to how important it is to manage stress, especially at this time of life and menopause, because our um, our chances of developing so many diseases significantly increases with menopause. And it's because a lot of these hormonal changes, not just cortisol, I mean, dropping estrogen and all these other things that we really do need to pay attention and going to the doctor and just getting a pill, not, you know, not saying pills are bad, but understand that that is a bandaid. It's not, it's not telling you what is causing the issue, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So a lot of these things do show up to us physiologically. I, I can tell you, um, in January, which obviously is like the most, you know, popular time in the fitness industry, everybody's joining gyms, getting personal trainers, all this other stuff. And I had a whole flood of new clients come to me. And there's two um, ones that come to mind, both of them, or actually one of them in particular, what she's always done for years and years, six days a week, is she does P90X or Insanity. What? What are those? This is a game? What? Very funny. You know what those are? No, I don't. Are you, you don't know P90X? No. P90X, and I go, I can't even remember his name. And uh, he just recently got over a real health scare and now he's come back and he's super healthy. But they were all the trends like about 15 years ago. 
it was like, it was just a bunch of DVDs. You got delivered to your house and they're oh different exercises. And then insanity was like basically crazy high intensity interval training. Okay. okay. So I think I would have seen, like, I think insanity would have interrupted my programming when I had cable. Was it one of those crazy infomercials? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. See, absolutely. I do know. Yeah. But, but I know that as soon as you tell me there's a workout that's called insanity, I'm out of here. Like, no, I, yeah. before, like even when I was young, I wasn't doing anything that's called insanity because I just, I don't want to injure myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is something that, that my client had always been doing and doing. And she goes, and, and, you know, I started noticing I was gaining weight. So she goes, I hadn't done it for a while. So I went back to it and she goes, I just keep gaining and I just keep gaining. And so another thing that people don't understand, there's so many things that affect cortisol levels, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just not perceived stress, but it's also physiological stress. And even though exercise is a positive form of stress, right? So she does these exercises, she gets a mental release. She feels good. Yeah. Physiologically, cortisol is like, well, I don't know the difference between whether this is positive or negative stress. So, and, and a lot of people get surprised when I say that, right. Yeah. Is positive is, is a positive form of stress, but it's still stress. And when you're going, you're, you're in perimenopause and getting closer to menopause and your hormones aren't there to support that these levels of stress, like they were before, guess what happens now you keep elevating cortisol over and over and over and over again. So then I said to her, I said, what if I told you, I didn't want you to work out nearly that much anymore. And there's like silence at the end of the phone. She's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I said, I need you to like work out two, maybe three days a week. I don't want you doing insanity. I want you doing heavy lifting. Right. Another thing that happens, which also, you know, just for those people who might be listening, there's no such thing. Muscle doesn't turn to fat. Just that's that's not a thing. (laughs) It doesn't happen. (laughs) However, when you go through menopause, especially post when estrogen really starts to decline, you lose muscle faster than you can create it, like at a rapid rate. Doesn't mean that you're not gonna be able to build muscle, not saying that, but it's just not gonna happen as quickly as before, okay? So when you are working out, be very smart, be strategic and know this, because also osteoporosis is a big risk factor. Yes, it is. Also, the more muscle mass we have, the more calories we burn at rest, and we're just, we're more metabolically efficient, okay? Mm -hmm. We can also, the more muscle mass we have, we're able to balance blood sugar. So the chances of us developing diabetes significantly goes down. Like there's, and heart disease, like all of these things are really, really important. Not just cardio, people like this whole, it kind of amazes me. I'm 52 and there's still people who think, well, I'm, you know what? I need to lose weight. I'm just going to do more cardio. Yeah. That was my belief too. Pardon? That was my belief too. Um, Yeah. No. All the research is showing now that cardio, long, steady state, moderate intensity. So cardio, like a jog, right? Which is like, might be fine, but you do it like longer than 30 minutes plus you actually lose the benefits of testosterone and human growth hormone, which is what you get when you lift heavy or when you start exercising, even when you're doing hits, you get, but once it becomes too long, cortisol dominates and takes over, right? Okay. say you're exercising for no reason because it's still good for your heart yeah but if you're looking for weight loss cardio is not a good strategy not a good strategy i have heard that a few times this is not the first time i've heard that 
but uh, like you're saying, just to reiterate, you're not saying don't do cardio. You're just no. saying readjust because, you know, I, I used to be able to run in my twenties and thirties and rollerblade for hours. I think that would knock me on my ass now, but yeah, but you know, with weight loss as my goal, you know, again, you're not saying cut back on exercise. You're saying cut back on like specific things and re- and tailor or or readjust, right? Yes, because yeah, we you, you you really want to be strategic and really think about like overall think about what your stress load is. And most mm. women our age are under a lot of stress. Yep. Right. But again, it's it's not. Um, I don't know if it's so much perceived stress, but it's stress that we're just so used to that we don't even notice we're under stress. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Um, we have normalized it. Yeah, we very much normalize it that every day is just chaotic, right? Yep. Like how many times, how many times have you like text or you and I be we're emailing and we'd be like, oh my God, my day is crazy. Like oh we my- just normalize that everything's crazy. Yeah. And, right? I actually had a call with someone the other day because we were trying to connect and it was the same as you and I that like one or two weeks where like something changed on my end and something changed on my end. And she said, well, you know what? You really need like a, a, a hardcover. Like I'm a, someone who needs to write things down. She said, you really need like a, oh my God, why can't I think of it? A physical day timer. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't, there'll be scribbles all over it because it's not just me. You know, meetings change, Zoom calls change. There be scribbles all over my daytimer. Like I can only put in my daytimer my tasks. I have to put yeah. everything else in a digital calendar. Yeah. But we don't even. I don't even say anymore. My week blew up. That's just that's just a given. My week always blows up. Yeah. Meetings get moved. Then I'm. I spend more time trying to like work around the meetings that are moving than actually doing the work. But <laughs> I I don't even consider that stress anymore. I just it's like my organized chaos. I know where everything is. It just looks yep. like a mess. Yep. Yep. So if you were to look at that, but so because you've normalized a lot of it, right? This is another big reason why I believe that everyone should get our hormones checked because of the fact that we've normalized it so much. We might not feel stressed, but we are under a lot of physiological stress, it would be a good idea to get your cortisol levels checked. Um, but also looking at what kind of exercise you're doing. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in like, if it ain't working, <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta change something, right? It's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a, a different result. Like it just doesn't work. And if anything, yeah. menopause is a time when that's really going to show up. It's going to like be a big mirror go, okay, take a look at yourself, girl. Right. You're not 20 anymore, 30 or 40, like maybe you're 46 and things have really changed and you can't keep beating yourself doing these hard things all the time, right? Listen to your body. And if you're exhausted, it doesn't make sense to push yourself more. Yeah. Right? I'm so tired, but I put, I did a workout anyways. Why? Yeah. Is that sort of like, is your thinking on that? Like, listen to your body. You're tired. You need a rest. Yeah. That- you need rest. Yeah, we're not good at listening to our bodies. We have actually been conditioned not to listen to our hearts, brains, or bodies. It's 100%. Ridiculous. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So this client who, you know, was doing five, six days a week, I just told her, I said, I only want you lifting heavy two to three days. And I only want her lifting heavy, heavy for 30 minutes max, because I'm also very aware of the 30 minute window, right? And I guess you could be flexible with each person, but I'd also like to be somewhat conservative just so we have something to track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing cardio, uh, I would say maybe once a week, but here's the thing, people who might be listening, cardio only once a week, what are you talking? Because heart health is important. 
if you have a proper strength training program, your heart rate will get up. Mm-hmm. It will. Okay. Um, at least that's the way I create them for my, my, my clients. So it's heavy enough that they're, they're building up lactic acid. They're feeling their muscles. They're doing all those things. Can muscle can grow, but the heart rate is up. So it's, it's a two for, it's a two for one deal. Right. And then all the other days, like I just literally want her doing yoga and I'm like, don't be doing any hot yoga. No, and no, thank you anyway. Pardon? (laughs) And no, thank you to hot yoga anyway. I almost threw up in that class. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, No, but I want her to do relaxing, half the yoga, restorative yoga. I want her doing deep breathing. I want her walking out in nature. And Mm -hmm. it's it's been a real shock for her, but I talked to her yesterday and she goes, wow, this stuff is really working. I'm like, yeah. Has she managed to lose some weight? Uh, wait so far, I'm not sure. Okay. But at the end of the day, even though, and I'm going to be perfectly transparent here, right? Like with you, with my listeners, uh, with your listeners, not mine, the people who are listening to me, anyway, um, listen. <laughs> you know, I have been at, like I said, I've been a personal trainer for over 20 years and, you know, for years it was all about let's lose weight and, you know, look a certain way. And I definitely have shifted an understanding that, I mean, number one, all the research shows that, um, purposeful, um, weight loss does not work. Like if, 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 if that's all you're doing and you're, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. Sorry. It works initially, but it's, it's not sustainable, right? right? 95% of people who lose weight on diets and restrictive and all that stuff can't keep it off because nobody can sustain that kind of living. I know I don't want to weigh my food all the time and measure and no, thank you. I'm not interested. And, right? and keto, like, you know, keto is a great way to quickly lose weight. And it's also like hard on your organs, as Absolutely. I found out from Absolutely. my own blood work, like, yeah. you know, good for some people. But again, every single person I knew who, you know, keto is super hard to be on. Um, when they were done within month, two months, it's all came back. Yes, so unless you can sustain that eating lifestyle, which I don't want to, it's so bad for so many things as we get past 50. 100%. Yeah, 100%. So when people, people, I would say about 90% of people still come to me for weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, I'm always going to validate someone's desire to do that because it's their bodies, right? As long as you're not telling anybody else to lose weight. But I, said, but I always say, okay, but then why is it that you want to lose weight? And then that's when it comes out to like, I just want to feel good again. I want to feel sexy. Yeah. My libido back, like all of these things. So then that is what I focus on when I work with my clients. Let's work on the feelings that you want. And if the weight is meant to come off, it will come off. It yeah. Will, right. Um, you treat your, your body the way you deserve to. You treat yourself the way you deserve to. But a big part of that, number one, probably on the list for everybody, is you need to focus on managing your stress levels better. Saying no to people more so you can say yes to yourself. Setting boundaries. But that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing. Right. I- Even though we all know this logically. We're still in this idea that, yeah, but I've got so many other things now, like, especially people in, in the sandwich generation, I've got my, now I've got my ailing parents and I've got my kids and I'm like, I couldn't possibly. And it's like, okay, but you're really struggling now. Like, how, how do you want the rest of your life to look? Yeah. I have a big beef with weight uh, right now. I, I'm personally consumed with it and I'm weighing myself every morning, which I never used to do, but that's because I'm on heart medication, which is a whole other story. Everybody should check their cholesterol. Um, because once we get into Perry, you become a candidate. Um, 
so anyway, I'm on heart meds and I got a, uh, a second heart med added to my routine <laughs> and I can't remember anything anyway. So my God, almost gives me a heart attack because I forget my heart pills. And um, I gained a lot of weight really immediately. And I struggle sometimes with my doctor because, you know, with, with menopause and weight gain, she's like, well, you know, we all gain a little weight. I'm like, no, we don't gain seven years into postmenopause, 10 pounds in a month. Like we just don't. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to like, I'm not looking to track my weight because of how I look or feel. I mean, sure. I do want to look and feel good in my clothes, but I'm gay. I'm tracking it because I, I am very concerned about it going up so quickly, especially when you have heart issues. Um, mm -hmm. But the other thing about like menopause and perimenopause is this is the time I feel where we've earned the right not to give a shit. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're healthy, the only thing about weight for me is when it affects your health. Yeah. Um, if you're healthy, you know, some of the most sexy women I know are not super muscular and fit, but what they are is not just comfortable in their clothes, they're comfortable in their bodies, yes. right? Their, their brains, you know, that's their big sex organ. And you can just tell, like, I love what you said about that. Like it's work on how you want to feel, you know, mm -hmm. and because that, that does come through in how you look. I do believe that. 100%. And, and I, I say to people like my clients as well, and they'll be like, well, you know, I lost weight before. Like, I mean, a lot of women who come to me have, they'll, they'll say I've done every diet. Yeah, of course. Like, I've done, I've done keto, paleo, intermittent fasting. Like they'll just, they'll weight watchers. I've joined five times and I'll, I lose the weight. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then I'll say to them, so why'd you gain it back? Yeah. Oh, well, cause I just couldn't sustain it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's and another it, thing, right? Yeah. And then why couldn't so and what happens when anything is really restrictive our brain is going to rebel yeah right because our, our brain is there to keep us safe mm -hmm. so if we don't approach it whatever that we're trying to make a lasting change if we don't approach it with literally baby bite-sized steps you mm -hmm. will not be able to sustain it because it's too much of a shock to your system to your brain it's too uncomfortable even if you have the best of intentions mm -hmm. and your doctor told you to lose weight because of x um, and all these other things, if, if you do anything extreme, which is what most people do, even when I sign up clients, cause I help them, you know, with nutrition, I help with exercise, but really what it is, is mindset and it's coaching. I'll say to them, I was like, okay, but baby stuff. So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But they all go all in <laughs> and they'd like, oh, have to, and then after a couple of weeks, I'm like, how are you doing? It's like, oh, you know what? I, I was like, I thought it'd be farther ahead by now. I'm like, dude, it's been two weeks. Can you take a breath? <laughs> yeah like, you're now eating breakfast for example say they went yeah but I wanted to do workouts I didn't and they're doing exactly what I told them not to because we are programmed to go all or nothing yeah and if we're not doing it and if it doesn't hurt if it's not painful if we haven't stressed ourselves out then it's not working that's how yeah. we were programmed in diet culture well everything is instant gratification for us now totally right from from like ordering a package to losing the pounds it's we expect immediate results and if yeah. we don't have them then we just like it's not working um i just want to say too that like there are different exercises there are different programs but 
I think really what is important is just getting into some routine and, you know, joint pain can be a big symptom of not everybody gets it. You know, some women sail through menopause with no symptoms. Those are the same women who sneezed out a baby without a single, um, um, what do you call those? Epidural. Epidural or what do you call those things we get when we push them out? Um, the cramps. What do you call it? Oh, a contraction. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> See, yeah. the, the friggin' nouns go first. <laughs> like, those are the women where, like, get away from me. But, yes. you know, with with uh, two or three years of COVID behind us and lockdown and everyone at home working from home, you know, just not even moving your body first thing in the morning if you go straight to kicking your kid out the door to your desk. You know, yeah. I was starting, I'm like, I think I'm actually developing couch source. because I'm not moving. And once I started doing these like little seven minute things, uh, I'll do two or three at a time. And then I'll do my own little like crunches or stretching. It has already made a huge difference in my mobility, my flexibility. um, And just I had a lower back pain all the time that seems to be easing up on me. It's just you know, keeping that core strong so that you don't get that lower back pain. There's a billion benefits. And it's, you know, I do it in the afternoon because that's when I lose that energy every single day. That's when I'm ready to like call it up, call it a day and turn on Netflix. But when I do that workout just before I know that time's going to hit, I can get an extra two or three hours out of myself. Yeah. You're using the five second rule in a way you didn't even know it. Yeah, I didn't. I I shouldn't even think about it because, like I said, I'll bring in the integers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, a friend of mine gave me those discs to use, and I was like, well, "There, yeah, oh my great. god!" I actually I found out I have at least two ab muscles still in existence. Well done. Yeah, they're in so much pain right now; they are rebelling. <laughs> they're like in a total snit. They see those discs coming, they're like, "No, no, 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 no." go for the smoothie. So (laughs) I want to thank you so much, Sam, because I think this is really important information. Um, And I'm really glad that you were able to share it. I'm going to share the information to your site, Sam Core Trainer. Uh, I think it's really worth women checking out, you know, what you're doing, how you're doing it. And I love your approach. I think it makes total sense. And I just want to clarify for anyone listening that you're not saying, you know, work out less. You're saying work out differently, work out more efficiently, yeah. work out smarter. Yeah. And and you can only do that by understanding how your body has changed and what it now needs. And I think you've yeah. explained that really well. Totally. So thank, thank you. you so much, Sam. My pleasure. So fun. It's so fun talking to you and laughing. I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. Can you imagine if we actually had to work out together? I know. You, you would never get anything done. I would overpower you. I would make you sit and have snacks with me. <laughs>